Hey hikers, welcome to the Thruer Podcast, where we talk to new and experienced long distance or through hikers about their adventures on and off trail. I'm your host, Cheer. Today, we are catching up with the trail team. Enjoy. everyone, it's Cheer reporting from the CDT. It's a little windy. I'm in Lador, Idaho, so I hope you can hear me. I'm currently, if it sounds like I'm out of breath, I have a full pack on. <laughs> I'm walking to catch my ride out of Lador and back to trail. Um, so I've combined a couple stretches into this recording um, <laughs> because there, it was relatively, I guess, uneventful. (laughs) It was eventful, but, um, I'll tell you about that a little later. Um, but kind of the same thing every day situation. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm on a road, so there might be some cars coming by. So I might pause if it's really loud. Um, here's one. (laughs) Welcome to the CDT, everyone. Road walks. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, this stretch covers Yellowstone National Park, the end of it, just going out of it, to Lima, Montana, to Lador, Idaho. Um, and it's so interesting on this trail. I didn't realize this was a thing, but um, the Continental Divide kind of goes back and forth between Idaho and Montana for kind of a long time. So a lot of times I don't even know what state I'm in. <laughs> so I'll be hiking along and I'll see these metal poles sticking out of the ground. And on one side of the top of the metal pole, it'll say Idaho and the other side, it'll say Montana. So the border apparently in a lot of cases is right on the continental divide where I'm hiking. So, um, it's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know where I'm at sometimes. Um, So yeah, some of the towns we go into are in Montana and some are in Idaho. Huh, I didn't think there'd be this much traffic this morning. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, So it's interesting because it's apparently um, illegal to hitchhike in Idaho, but it's okay in Montana. So sometimes it's like technically illegal or whatever. Um, (laughs) But where we're going, it's not and vice versa. But um, anyway, so this stretch started out leaving Yellowstone National Park, which was so cool because we got to walk near Old Faithful. We stayed at the um, Yellowstone Lodge cabins, which are kind of in the back of the lodge, and they're a lot cheaper rate-wise. So we totally scored. I think it was like with tax and everything, 150. And so we split that three ways. So it was great. It was wonderful accommodations. It was shared bathroom, but it was really well kept and all that. So got to stay a night there, ate all the food, (laughs) resupplied, um, a little bit of an expensive and limited resupply, but that's okay. Um, and then we headed out along, there's like a boardwalk area, um, where you can appear at all the geysers and the thermal pools. So that was really cool. Walk out. 
Um, we weren't technically on the CDT, but the CDT was right next to us on more of a road where you didn't see as many of the geyser activity. So we decided to go on the boardwalk and then ended with a pool. Well, there were a lot of pools. My favorite was Morning Glory. So definitely check that out if you're in the area, Morning Glory. It's a beautiful pool with deep green and blue. I think a little bit of yellow coloring and um, the geysers and the pools, I guess the color depends on the temperature of the pool and what minerals and that sort of thing can grow and be present in those temperatures. So yeah, it's really cool. That was probably the highlight of the last really uh, two weeks. Um, after that, it's kind of been exposed, really hot. Um, Luckily, in the first stretch from Yellowstone to Lima, there was more tree cover. Um, so I'll go over that first. Um, so a lot drier. We weren't hiking through bogs anymore. Um, and since it was drier, there weren't as many mosquitoes, which was so wonderful to have a break from that. <laughs> but there were flies and some of them bite. So that's not fun. But um, yeah, luckily we had a little break in the mosquito activity. Um, there was a point where there's a lot of alternates on the CDT. It's like a choose your own adventure thing. <laughs> In a lot of cases. So um, Snickers and I tried to forward some packages over to a place called Max Inn. And so that was on, we call the blue line, which was off of the CDT, but it's an alternate. Um, and then our trail family member, Stevie Wonder, wanted to take the red line. So we split up for a little bit. Um, and yeah, pretty uneventful hiking, lots of trees in Idaho. So it was mostly a green tunnel. Um, even when we had a view, it was just a bunch of trees, which is beautiful as well. Um, but yeah, just a little uneventful, lots of road walking on the blue route. We had a bushwhack section as well where we couldn't really totally see the trails. So we had to do some route finding, which is also very common on the CDT. <laughs> um, so trying to think of any sort of other eventful thing in that stretch but um yeah just uh near the end of it um pretty exposed hiking into Lima and so um tried to carry a little bit more water headed into Lima and um we Snickers and I stayed for one night there got a hotel room um and yeah, that was really nice to be on a mattress <laughs> to myself. It was wonderful. That's what I miss most. Well, besides my friends and family <laughs> from home is my mattress because I don't really sleep that well on trail. Um, I wake up multiple times a night and I usually don't do that. So really missed my mattress. <laughs> so it was nice being on a mattress. Um, we did a very expensive and creative resupply because they didn't have a ton of stuff at the Exxon. Um, apparently the woman who now works there and, um, orders, um, supplies and food and stuff for the store didn't know about the CDT hiker thing. <laughs> and, um, that's really where the bubbles were colliding. So the southbound bubbles and, um, northbound bubble. So there really wasn't much left. So I had to get pretty creative with my resupply there. I pretty much snacked for that whole stretch. I didn't even cook because they were out of ramen and oatmeal. 
what else were they out of? Um, mashed potatoes they were out of, tuna. So, yeah, they're out of a lot of supplies. So I did a lot of candy, a lot of nuts, some cheese. <laughs> um, so, yeah, got a little creative with that. Um, so, yeah, hiked out of Lima. And at this point, like I said, we were starting to see a lot of southbound hikers, a.k.a. Sobos, which is cool. Um, so there's kind of more of a community on trail now. We've been seeing some Nobo, more Nobos as well, which is great because um, we'll hopefully keep seeing them <laughs> in towns. Um, so the stretch from Lima to Lador was probably my hardest stretch, one of the hardest stretches on trail so far besides Colorado. <laughs> um, tons of ups and downs in Colorado style, really. Um, lots of elevation gain. I think one day there was like 6,000 feet of gain and loss, which going up is hard. Going down is sometimes harder. So very, very steep, very exposed. Um, I was getting altitude sickness because I don't really do well with um, quick changes in altitude like that. And it was pretty much a whole stretch of five days. Um, so yeah, I had a pretty hard time. It was, it's been very hot in Idaho and Montana, like in the 90s. So um, we did have some tree cover on and off, which was just a godsend. <laughs> um, but it's been pretty exposed into Lador. So I had a pretty hard time with it, honestly. Um, I've been thinking about home. I've been thinking about my cats <laughs> that I miss. I've been thinking about my mattress and my family and my friends and really missing them on this stretch. So sometimes there comes a period of time where I'm really not into it <laughs> um, and I want to go home. And I think, oh, here comes a truck. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, that was loud. And I think a lot of through hikers go through this. Um, in certain points of the trail. So I just wasn't really doing well on this last stretch. Um, I wanted to avoid heat exhaustion <laughs> and um, I did, but I felt on the brink a couple of times. So yeah, I was just kind of like, you know what? I really would love to go home, but um, you know, Canada is calling. And um, we ended up taking a zero in Lador, which was so nice. Um, so I feel refreshed now and ready to keep going north. But, you know, sometimes I hit a block <laughs> when I'm on trail and I want to go home, but, you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, needless to say, this was kind of a hard stretch. Um, not too many animal sightings. We did see a big group of elk and a porcupine. Um, and we saw the porcupine right after we hit, Snickers and I hit 2,000 miles on the CDT. Um, and that was right at her right before, I guess, the um, Wyoming and Idaho border, um, which was kind of in the first stretch into Lima. Um, forgot to mention that, but that was a big, <laughs> a big deal. Um, so yeah, 2,000 miles. I think we're at 2,200 now or so being in Lador. So making the miles, we only have like 730 miles left to Canada. Um, I can't believe it. So <laughs> it'll be another month and a half. Um, I'm predicting that I'll finish on September 12th or before um, with the trail and then it's back to work <laughs> um, at the end of September. So that's my prediction. But um, yeah, I just, 
I think the main theme of this stretch was keep going and be persistent because <laughs> sometimes it gets hard. Lots of trucks out. <laughs> um, but, you know, most things on trail are temporary. And so I know the next couple days are going to be very hot I'm in the 90s. We're supposed to be getting more tree cover in the next section. So, you know, I'm going to hold on <laughs> and stick to the trail and um, try to work on my mindset a little bit. Do some walking meditations <laughs> to keep me in a good mindset. My mindset was a little um, shaken on the last stretch. And I know it was tough for Snickers and Stevie too. Um, there is also a fire, so it's kind of smoky. I don't think it's gonna close the trail down. The Moose Fire, which is near Darby, which is our next stop. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what's ahead. Hopefully it's not too extreme, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to mention. I think that's pretty much it for the stretch. It was beautiful stretch though. Um, just tough. Lots of gorgeous sunrises and sunsets. As much as I don't like, you know, um, fires and that sort of thing, it makes the sunrises and sunsets really striking. Um, and if you'd like to see footage of that, um, I'm going to be releasing the Lima to Lador video um, on, I think, August 14th on my YouTube channel, Cheer on the Trail. So you can search Cheer on the Trail if you want to see some visuals. <laughs> um, and the Yellowstone to Lima video will be released in about a week um, on August 7th. And I know there's a lag in these podcast posts because um, we need to get them edited. But um, yeah, check out the YouTube channel if you want to see visuals of all this. And um, yeah, I'll check in with you guys when I'm getting near Darby. And that's a wrap for today. I hope you enjoyed this update. Be sure to stay tuned for the latest from our trail team and all of the links to support and follow along with all of the hikers is on the Thruer Trail Team landing page, which is on our website. You can search for it by going to www.thruer.com. That's www.thru-r.com and you can go to the top um, where it says trail team, click on that and you will see all of the links you need to follow along with each one of our trail team members. And if you want easy access to that, you can just check out the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today and until next time, happy hiking. <laughs>